Welcome to the Wind Daily podcast for today. It's October 23rd, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here as I am every Wednesday with my good bunny, John L., otherwise known as MLB Moving Average on Twitter slash New York Prop Exchange as we get ready for another big week of DFS. And we're going to talk some prop betting today as well on Monkey Night Fight. Uh, and if you ever want to talk to John uh, about betting, you know, make sure you, you're listening to his new podcast as well here on Win Daily. Check him out in our betting section, part of our premium gold package. And you can always talk to him on our Slack Jack if you're a premium gold member. So, John, how you doing this week? You are fantasy, and I am ready, man. I am prepared. We've been doing so well. I just can't wait to get back to work. All right, let's start out with the running backs. And I have DraftKings, and you have FanDuel, as always. Uh, the two top price guys at running back are McCaffrey and Barkley. McCaffrey plays against San Francisco. He have the best defense in the NFL. McCaffrey's matchup proof, though. But he's 9,200 on DraftKings. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to veer off of him. Then he got Saquon Barkley. He's been getting a little banged up. Does a really good matchup against the Lions at 8,900. If I'm going to spend up for one of these two running backs, uh, if I go McCaffrey, I'm really – being a little contrarian here, Barkley seems like the safer play, uh, but I don't know that I'm inclined to spend up for either one of these guys this week. Yeah, I mean, you you know what you're getting. You know, you're getting two players that are the center of the offense. And like you said, there really is an element of being matchup proof. But again, this is a one-week hit for us. So all things considered, Barkley, you really touched on me. I love the situation. I'm not crazy about... The the health, I think I really want to see him give me kind of 30 touches, get front to back in the game before I'm ready to pay almost 9,000 FanDuel bucks. McCaffrey, too. I mean, he, he does have two me, just mediocre games. They were both against the Buccaneers. I know he's going to be great, but I, I think I'd rather come back down. I've got my eyes on uh, your boy Seahawk and really one of my new favorite players, Chris Carson. You know, he's at 8,000 on FanDuel. For me, he's worth every single dollar. You know, he's really just emerged as a total, total dominant workhorse. He's at 80% of the snaps over the last three games, 20 attempts in each of the last four. What's better than that? Three of those four games, he went over 100 yards, of just about four and a half yards per carry during that stretch. You know, we got to be careful really talking to the readers and the listeners that not to use these season-long ranks all the time because now teams have different amounts of games and players have emerged. And speaking of that, one last note for Carson is he's really getting worked into the pass game. He's got seven catches on nine targets in the last two games. So you're really getting a full spectrum of work from Carson, somebody I really like. So let's go down in that range, the next range. You got Fournette, Kamara, Gurley, Carson, all seven to 7,800 on DraftKings. We don't know what Kamara is going to play. With Gurley, uh, great matchup against Cincinnati. But you know, how many carries does he get? You know, you don't get the max carries. Uh, with Leonard Fournette, good matchup against the Jets at 7,800. But Fournette doesn't get in the end zone enough for me. If you look at things from a seasonal perspective, I'm fine with that because he's been catching passes enough to compensate for not getting in the end zone. But I feel like there isn't enough upside from a DFS perspective. So then, within that range, I'm with you on Carson at $7,000 on DraftKings because – and he's coming off a down game because the Seahawks offensive line had some injuries. They're facing very tough defensive line 
Carson hasn't been getting in the end zone enough for me either. But I feel the Seahawks offense can get into position for one or two touchdowns this week. So I am with you on Carson. Rebound spot for the Seahawks on the road. I like a lot of the Seahawks this week. When you go against the Falcons, everybody's going to be going Seahawks. You know, when you hear the quarterback and wide receiver versions of the show. Uh, but Carson could score two touchdowns this week. Oh, definitely. He he has a possibility of finishing as a, you know, top three running back on any given week. I'm all over him. And, you know, if you're following the pod, you know, I really am. I'm very particular about the running backs I'm willing to play. I don't play large stables on any given weekend. I normally have it narrowed down to just a few. You know, at the top, I had Barkley highlighted. Then I have Carson highlighted. Uh, my next guy, I, I like Fournette. If I could just tack on to what you were saying, Scott, I mean, man, maybe it's a blind spot for me. I tend not to focus on, on touchdowns too much because I, I feel like it's the wonkiest stat. It's the least repeatable. It's the least predictive. You know, if there's a pass interference in the end zone, that before that touchdown, like who knows? I, I, I know he's not really breaking them, but going back to what I was saying before about maybe taking out the microscope a little bit and just focusing on the last month, this guy may be the best running back in the game the last month. Last four games, check this out. 101 carries, 536 yards, man. Almost five and a half yards per carry over the last four. And he's really emerged in the passing game. Tackle on 14 receptions for, out of 18 targets during that same time frame. This is a running back one. The Jets are really struggling against pass-catching running backs. They're really near the bottom. They're averaging over seven receptions a game to that position. I have Fournette really doing work. This weekend, and if he happens to stumble into the end zone, him too, he could end up as an RB, you know, one with ease. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you that touchdowns are not predictive. Uh, the guys on good offenses who get goal line opportunities are guys that I want to I want to go after. Now, look, you you never know what's going to happen in the goal line. You say that, but you know, you never know what's going to happen outside the twenties. Exactly. You know, we're trying to be predictive as we can, but you know. I like I like Carson this week because I feel the Seattle offense can move him into scoring position where he's going to get a few opportunities to score from inside the three or the five. Yeah, it's all good points. Um, so we go under seven thousand. Le'Veon Bell sixty nine hundred. The schedule really doesn't open up for him fully until next week. I really admire how hard he works for his yardage, and I think the Jets are going to rebound. You know, in the NFL, everybody's laughing at the Jets. But a lot of times when that happens, if a team is not, say, the Dolphins, uh, they'll rebound the next week. The Jets are not as bad as they looked last week. They were just playing a great team. Uh, Nick Chubb's got a tough matchup at 6,600. It's going to be contrarian to use him against the Patriots. He might get scripted out of that game, too. Uh, David Johnson, we don't know if he's playing. Chase Edmonds has a tough matchup against New Orleans at 6,200. Marlon Mack has a pretty good matchup at 6,100. Derrick Henry, though, is probably the guy I like in that range at 6,000. Uh, when you're talking Tampa Bay, and I go back to touchdowns, you know, I think they, they're going to temp, that Tennessee is going to move the ball real quickly, and this could be a two-touchdown game for Derrick Henry. I know he doesn't catch passes, but all it takes is for one screen pass for him to take off. Well, that's definitely true. I'm curious what you – it's funny because it's something I referred to before about kind of ignoring the season-long stats. I mean, on the surface, the Tampa Bay defense is very good against the rush, but I think that's more of a result of them being so 
poor against the pass, but they are only yeah. allowing fifty. They're only allowing fifty rush yards a game. You know that's it's not it's not very good. So I think if you like Henry, I'm not saying he can't do the work. I I, I think you're going to benefit from low ownership because of those surface stats. I'm I'm probably off most of those guys. And again, it's not like yeah, I'm me off. too. It's not. I'm, prob- I'm probably off of Henry after what you said. You took talked me out of it. My uh, my my the two guys I have highlighted are in the same game. Uh, you mentioned one. It's Edmonds. And listen, it's just really based on a on a workload value. I mean, uh, he's yeah, but the Saints, the Saints are tough against the run, though. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But we're talking about thirty touches. So thirty quality touches, and and if you were to erase the name and just look at the situation alone, the Cardinal backfield now to me resembles the old Chiefs backfield, where man, it didn't matter who was back there. You were getting the ball between the tackles. You were getting the ball on the sweeps. You were getting the ball through the air to the outside. You may even catch a wheel route or two. I mean, it's almost like an overused position. Maybe that's why DJ's beat up. But I'm not – if DJ is even playing, I think I'm off the situation. I would go to the other side of the ball in that game. And, you know, Lat Murray, if Kamara is out – so it's another monitor situation – if Kamara's out, man, you have to go with Murray. How could you not? How could how could you not? It's a it's a must play. Thirty three touches and and one hundred fifty yards last week. I'll tell you what, he probably resembles a little more of what the Saints would like to do. I'm not saying they don't like Kamara, but Lat Murray fits the bill for an you know I think the running back that fits in their scheme a little bit better. I don't know. I don't, wouldn't say he fits better than Alvin Kamara after what we've seen from Alvin Kamara. I just but... don't like Kamara between the tackles. I think that's what I really should have focused on. I, Kamara's game Kamara, is awesome. Kamara does He's it all. Incredible. Does it all. Uh, but you know, uh, so I'm off Henry at six thousand. You know, maybe spend up for one running back like a Carson, and then uh, Austin Eckler. I know has been terrific, but the Bears I think will rebound defensively. Uh, Josh Jacobs. I almost feel like he's matchup proof right now. Oh, I love him. Uh, yeah, and I think you know you could get a touchdown out of him. Fifty-eight hundred on DraftKings. You mentioned Larry, uh, Latin Murray; he's only fifty-eight hundred. Philip Lindsay, fifty-six hundred. Not a great matchup, probably off of him. Devonta Freeman against Seattle. Seattle does have some trouble with pass catching running backs, so at fifty-five hundred, I could see that as well. Uh, also, you know, going down the list. Uh, you know, to, to Sony Michelle, he's really just a goal line back. I'm not going to want to use him. James White doesn't score. Tevin Coleman's got a got a tough matchup. So, you know, it's not it's not really it's this is not a field that that uh, is easy to pick from this week. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent And you know, it kind of goes in line to what I'm saying. I, I I'm usually into keeping only maybe four to five running backs in the first place. So this week, the ones that I have really just emerged. Everyone else, there's so many warts. I mean, I could run through everything. One guy that that I'm getting sold on the more I dig is actually Tevin Coleman. You know, they've been increasing his workload the last three weeks. So he went 16, 18, then 20 carries. Um, He's, you know, maintained a large snap count. He's got the lion's share of it, uh, about two-thirds. It's just under 66%. And, uh, you know, he's he's getting a lot of work. He's catching passes and stuff. I you left out one guy that man. I don't know if it's a little cheap. Is it the cheap play? But this. Well, before you go, before you go into that though, I'm not liking Coleman because I just don't feel like he has a lot of upside. You know, I want upside. I want matchup. You know, going against Luke Keekley, I don't like it. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely tough. Like you said, the 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 pickings are kind of slim, 
And then you, then you mentioned Edmonds. It's just that Arizona offensive line versus the New Orleans defensive line. I don't like that. No, and it's with good reason. You know, I think the hope is that he's still going to catch passes. Chase, I mean, he's going to catch passes no matter what. Uh, listen, if you're, you know, if you're digging around the six thousands in FanDuel, you know these guys are going to come with some warts. You know what's interesting though, Todd Johnson. Stop! Oh, come on, that's my free square, baby. You know, as bad as the Giants have looked on run defense, and look, I said the Bears this week. I think will rebound. The Jets will rebound in the NFL. If teams have good personnel, they can rebound from a bad performance from one week to the next. But some teams, it's broke, and you can't fix it. And the Giants' run defense is broke, and you can't fix it. Ty Johnson hasn't shown any upside, but I think he's interesting at 4,900. Yeah, I mean, strictly from a usage perspective, the Lions have shown that after Carrion went out, he was he was the lead guy, you know, undisputedly. And, man, the Giants have so many red flags on the rush side of the defense, like you said. I mean, you know, bottom five in rush yards allowed, over 115 a game. That's just to the running back position. Just terrible. Over the last month, running backs are scoring 35 points a, a game against them, uh, you know, nearly 100 yards a game. It's It's been a disaster for the Giants. I mean, at, at that price, he's 5,200 in FanDuel, so – if you think that, you know, you're going to get 15 to 20 from Ty Johnson, which, of course, is in the cards, with you know, it's easy with a TD, that allows you a lot of freedoms uh, in the rest of that lineup. So Ty Johnson, someone you definitely have to have circle, especially with all the problems in the six and mid-6,000 range this week. What do you think of uh, Carlos Hyde against Oakland? Uh, middle of the pack sort of defense. He'll get some volume. Maybe he gets in the end zone. I don't think there's a lot of upside there. And I can't play Joe Mixon. He's only 4,600, but I can't play him against anybody right now. No, Mixon is – to get to Mixon first, that's just an absolute no. I mean, listen, he's not like – I know we're not talking season, but he's not like a droppable because he's got potential to the asset. But right now that commodity is completely suppressed, and I want nothing to do with it. Man, I you know, Hyde was somebody we were into the other week, and, and he ended up doing work. So I was kind of digging into the usage, and that's where they lost me. Um, man, now like I don't like either one of these guys. I'm not crazy about Duke or Hyde. They've been switching. Oh, Duke, Duke's totally unusable. In, yeah, I, in both but, season but, long in DFS. But Duke has has had the the snap share when the Texans are down. So if Oakland is he able to do what they did it. early and run, so if Oakland is able to establish the run game, which I both think. We both think they're going to try to do, at the very least, to keep Watson off the field. If they are successful with that run game, which is pretty good, it could be a Duke game. Well, it's not. You know what I mean? It's it's very hard to predict. And for DFS, I don't want a, a guessing game for the snap count. I need guys that are on the field for at least three quarters of the snaps. Yeah, that's why we like Josh Jacobs. Duke. Duke Johnson, I can't recommend in seasonal or DFS. Agreed. What, what about what about the fact Frank Gore is only four thousand dollars on DraftKings? Isn't that <laughs> isn't that unbelievable? I mean, it, it's unbelievable the 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 price that a starter can go at. But I mean, look, we kind of know what we're we're getting there when you dig into it. It's really it's one of the truest committees that we have, and it's even reflected in the price. They're only separated by two hundred fan dollars. Gord, 56. Singletary, 54. Listen, they're splitting snaps. They're splitting carries. There's no there's no true way to know who's going to get the ball from week to week. 
So I, I just can't chase it, no matter what the price. It's 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 a possibility you get a goose egg from either one of them. Yeah, very possible. So to recap, we like Chris Carson. Yeah. We like Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, those might be my two running backs this week. Uh, don't think I'm on Henry. I don't think I'm on uh, I'm on Eckler at all. It's for really my two favorites are Carson and Jacobs and. Uh, yeah, you know, might want to take a crack on Gurley just because he plays Cincinnati. You know, you know that, I had that, that highlighted as well, Scott. You know, they're they're working him back in. He's had the season high in carries last week. The yards per carries a little bit, a, a little bit low, but we know the potential is there, and he has the matchup. So, you know, Gurley could easily explode this week. Where I might not want him afterwards next week. I think this is a this is a decent week to try and buy mid on him if you're in a GPP and looking for a high upside. Yeah, the um, other one the other one we I, mentioned the other one we mentioned was Ty Johnson. Oh, absolutely at the bottom. Yeah. And, and yeah. I would be mixing in Fournette um uh with those top two guys. I'm gonna definitely mix in some Fournette. You know, I'm gonna have a little bit of Lat Murray and some Ty Johnson at the bottom, and that's really it. I'm very strict. All right. Something new we do on this weekly program uh is is uh because we're going to be doing props, and uh, and you know this is the wheelhouse of our uh, New York Prop Exchange. That's why he's called the New York Prop Exchange. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna start hitting these monkey knife fight picks for uh, the Thursday night games and help you cash out. Uh, you want to play our monkey knife fight? Uh, use our promo code. MKF.win/daily. That's MKF.win/daily, and you'll get a hundred percent matching bonus. So let's take a look at this uh, Washington-Minnesota game for Thursday night, and uh, we're taking a look at the uh, specifically the over/unders, uh, five out of five, because you know when you got the New York Prop Exchange, when you you can tackle the daring stuff. Uh, Kirk Cousins over two hundred eighty-five point five passing yards. The Redskins are top 12 against the pass, but I think that kind of got warped because they played in the weather. Cousins is so hot right now. Three 300-yard games and uh, two four-touchdown games. I think I, I'm, I'm going over here. Oh, without, without a doubt. Without a doubt for 285, you know, I think you have to. The, the Redskins are at the bottom, you know, five and plays allowed. They're, I know they were just in the middle in pass yards, but again, something I like to point to people, you know, I do have some experience with props now, like you were saying, is I like to focus on completions. Remember, when we're, you know, that that's what it's all about. We need we need them to catch passes if we're going to get there, as, as simple as it sounds. And the Redskins are 29th. Pass completions allowed. So, you know, give me the over on that all day. Easy. Chase Keenum over under 200.5 passing yards. I talk about the NFL. A lot of people don't talk about this. It's not saying anything bad about any, anything else. People look at the last week, and I've already mentioned this, and they think the same thing is going to happen this week. Uh, or, you know, they look at certain trends, and they just follow the trends. This team gives up the most fantasy points per game to, you know, this team. I think, you know, teams try to rebound – from down performances the week before, and if they have the personnel to do it, they can do it. The Vikings had a very down performance on defense against Detroit last week. I think they rebound big time against Minnesota, and there's no way that Case Keenum goes over 200.5 passing yards on Monkey Night Fight. 
Man, two hundred yards is like it's a funny line because you know you look you look at Keenum, it's it's really pretty confusing. You know, three hundred and thirty against the Bears, you wouldn't have expected that. Then thirty-seven against the Giants, a buck sixty-six against Miami, which is a game we thought they would have probably done some work. That game got played really close. Then maybe expectedly the 49ers wiped the floor with them. Man, 200, 200 is tough. You know, the Redskins pass defense really hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been great. They're in the back end in attempts. And you mean the, the Vikings pass defense? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, the Vikings pass defense is in the very back of attempts and completions. Listen, because they've been hot. They're beating teams from behind, which kind of lends itself to help that 200 yards. Man, uh, 200 is just so low. I think I have to go over, you know? I think I have to go over. I think I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to look for a regression to the positive mean here, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm going under here. I, you know, I hear you. I hear you. I don't think it's a slam dunk. I, I'm not I, – I don't like to bet on garbage players, you know? And he's a garbage player on a garbage team. Yeah. But 200 yards, um, you know, 200 yards for a team that we assume is going to be down by a bunch, you know, I think you can give me the 200 yards. It's really still a pedestrian game, you know. For him to throw for 205 is far from great. Yeah, I think uh, I think we would disagree on this one. I think this Yeah, you, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Stefan Diggs over 91 and a half receiving yards. This is kind of an easy one to me because Thielen's probably not going to play. Yeah, I mean, agreed. I'm, I'm surprised – it's set so low. Um, I would imagine if you're on the casino sites, this line will be moving. Um, if you're into this play, I would start my position or lock it up immediately. I mean, he's just gone off now, you know, at least seven catches and three of the last four is over about 110 or more in three of the last four. So for me, this one is a totally slam dunk on over 91. You know, you might be looking at over 99, over a hundred. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Over four and a half receptions. Uh, he got shut down last week. Xavier Rhodes has been kind of up and down. Uh, I, I think I think McLaurin's got to go over this, but I don't like Keenum, but I could see him having five catches for like forty yards, something like that. Or you know, he's really the only the, the only game in town statistically for this team. Uh, if I'm connecting it to the quarterback, you know, I don't have to go with the yardage here, but I still. Uh, feel like he's going to be over four and a half receptions because their only prayer moving the ball is getting it to McLaurin. Oh, oh, with, without a doubt. And I think you're bringing up a very important uh, point, Scott, is, uh, when you're going to be playing props, I think it's important to kind of establish your narrative, how you feel the game is going to go. So, right, you may not think he's going to go over 200 yards in volume, but that doesn't mean his top receiver is not going to catch four balls around the line of scrimmage. You know, you could hit a prop bet for four or five receptions, and the guy only has 10 yards. Who cares? As long as you hit it. Um, you know, I'm with you. I, I'm not going to buy into the recency too much with San Francisco. And if you erase that game, McLaurin's had at least seven targets in every single game. He had at least five catches in the first three and four in the last one before San Fran. So everything to me says he's going to be targeted and he's going to get five catches. You know, I don't see why not. Um, so definitely give me the over right there. Yeah, you got to uh, pick five of five correctly uh, here on Monkey Knife Fight, and uh, you can get 20 times your buy-in. The last one, the fifth one, is Dalvin Cook over 89-and-a-half rushing yards. Uh, Washington was good against the runs this last week, but Cook is one of the most electric runners in the game, and uh, with one or two rushes alone, he could go over this prop. 
Yeah, I, I, again, you know what? Uh, listen, if people are into this, I would say sign up for it and get in on these on these bets because the, the Vegas lines are not going to be there. Um, there's no way Dalvin Cook should be posted out of 90. That's way too low, in my opinion. You know, and we're talking five out of seven games. He's north of 110 yards. So he's he's well cleared. They've had two hiccups at Chicago and home versus Philly. Those are a little more game script. I think, you know, when everybody has their hiccups uh, against Washington, listen, expect a heavy dose of Cook early on and throughout. Um, you know, listen, man, give me 90 yards all day. Uh, I think this prop is at least 8 to 10 yards too low. Yeah, remember, play these props at monkeyknifefight.com. Uh, you mkf.win slash daily. That's mkf.win slash daily. Uh, tell them the king sent you. Uh, John, before we go, uh, anything else that you'd like to uh, promote to the listeners uh, that you've been working on? Yeah, just really quick. You know, I'm doing my thing every week until baseball season starts. We fire up the algo again. I've been running the New York Pop Exchange every week, getting out featured plays to all the readers and people on Slack channel. We're all doing really well, making some money. Uh, I, I've been really having a great time helping people get started if they are planning on trying to supplement their income, you know, and, you know, because that's what I do. I love to help. And I've turned that into the profit cast. It's something I'm very proud of. Uh, Jason, the CEO and founder, kind of gave me the green light to have this platform to answer critical questions that we often get on people that are looking to get started. You know, there's a million sites that tell you who to play and what to pick, but not really how to get yourself in a position to succeed. So that's really what we're doing. All the pods are really short. They're only about five minutes long. Uh, please check out the channel. You know, look it up. It's called The Profit Cast. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. Please follow along and interact on Twitter at MLB Averages. All right, John. Thanks a lot. And I'll be back tomorrow with uh, DFS Pro Javier Prezello here on the Wind Daily Podcast.